To World's Your Oyster, and I am Monica Lorenzo here with our host, Paula Sanders. What's up, everybody? It is a lovely. <laughs> I am like, I, don't, I think I could, might be like high or something. That's like how chill I am today, which today feels really weird for a World's Your Oyster day. I know. It is a chill Sunday. <laughs> we're just vibing and we're saying silly things. It's You know what it is? It's the Spotify guitar uh, playlist that really... Remember the, the oh, one I shared? Peaceful Guitar. Peaceful Guitar. Did it you is, have that playing this morning? I did. It's really changed my life. <laughs> I know. Lie. We both had to evolve from Peaceful Piano to Peaceful Guitar because I knew every single Peaceful Piano song out yeah. there and it was not peacefulizing Isn't me. Isn't that all. funny though? Because you came and you're like, what is this playlist? I'm like, oh, it's Peaceful Guitar. And then we both had like a moment. I was like, yeah, I couldn't listen to Peaceful Piano anymore. I know. But we never discussed even that we were listening to Peaceful Anything. No, it's the truth. And <laughs> I definitely put a candle on and I would listen to my Peaceful my peaceful playlist and it gets me through life. <laughs> well, th that was also went along with the time, um, like there was this period a couple of weeks ago that I was doing all of my work in the morning because I was waking up very early by candlelight. Yes, you were. And I was calling myself Prehistoric Paula. Oh my God, <laughs> that is so hilarious. <laughs> I got to bring that back. But the problem is, is my, my whole sleep schedule is messed up. And we I'm, need to fix it. I know. And it's really, honestly, I'm, I've just been in a bad mood. So I'm happy that I'm chill right now, but I've just been quite cranky lately. It's mm -hmm. like not pre, no longer prehistoric, Paula. It's like premenstrual, Paula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's way worse. <laughs> Hormone Paula is not ideal. It's not good. But no. anyway, do you want to talk about the pearls in our oysters? Let's let's, let's, let's get this into up. it. Let's this up. Why don't we get into the pearls of our oysters this week? I want to hear the pearl of my oyster. What is that the pearl in your oyster? Yeah, let's make it that. Oh <laughs> my god. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. So the pearl <laughs> in my oyster this week is challenging, actually, okay. and also also good. So I am on my way to potentially. I took. I actually got promoted, so that's kind of cool. Well, bravo! Thank you. We should be celebrating all the things. So I know. So Monica got promoted in a position that I am qualified for, but kind of not. So I really just went out on a limb and decided to apply for something that was extremely out of my comfort zone, but in alignment with a greater mission. But that's what—that's the way it always should be. Exactly. Like, if your next job doesn't completely freak you out, then that's not the right next job for you. I and that I learned from Nathaniel. That's a Nathanielism. It is so true. <laughs> and, and it's funny because Nathaniel actually said to me, does it scare you? Does, are you scared? And, and I had said no, but it was, I was flat out lying to his face. And he said, at least I'm not the only one. No, I flat out lied to his face. I was like, no. And he goes, well, then that's not, it's not big enough. And I was, and inside I was like, well, I'm actually having the biggest nervous breakdown of my life, but I'm not going to do, I'm not going to tell you this <laughs> on the subway ride that we're having together. <laughs> unplanned subway ride, right? It was a very unplanned, yes. He, the door opens, he steps in and doesn't see me for a good stop. And then I slammed my foot down. And heard you were staring. He said she was just staring at me. It was so weird. Duh. I see my friend standing in front of me and he doesn't even realize I'm there. Hello. Uh -uh. Oh, this guy. I know. So I digress. But Nathaniel did ask me if it scared me. And it did scare me. So I got this promotion. And now I've had to really think about, though, what it means because I'm un I was unsure. So the the pearl in the oyster really is I haven't fully stepped into this new role yet. I'm still negotiating and figuring things out, but it's actually opened up a lot of other doors and 
I've been waiting for something to kind of shove me along a different path. I've been looking, searching, pushing, and this is it. So I know that growth is going to come on the other side of this, whatever that is. I don't know. But I am proud of stepping out of my comfort zone and applying to something that scares me. And we will see what it brings. Well, congrats. It's Thanks. exciting. And, you know, stepping whoop, whoop. out of your comfort zone, although it's terrifying, it's terrifying. like the best thing that we can all do for ourselves. So like more stepping out of the comfort zone in 2023, baby. Absolutely. That is the only way that you can grow is to to push. I read something. It's like you can't do it when you feel like you're ready. You gotta just do it a little bit before that and then you collapse like those timelines. You just rev things up even faster than they probably would have happened for yeah. you. I you know that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm proud of you Thank always. You. And and we're both pushing ourselves out of our comfort zones every week. We really this, are doing this little podcast with you. And this, <laughs> but this has been helpful to do that. I have to say. So yeah. I love you, obviously, for all the things, <laughs> but for that as well. I love you too. So what's the pearl in your oyster, girl? Well, you're part of it. You were there. You were there. I was. <laughs> oh, um, I think I know where she's going to go. This is good, team. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Um, so Mo and I were invited to this fabulous event this week, and uh, it was on, like, the 100th floor of this incredible building in Hudson Yards. And all the cool kids were there. All, they like, were. you know, everybody looked great. And, of course, you know, the BFA, the photographers, the whole nine yards, everybody was there. And you better believe that because, you know, Mo and I were out and World Your Oyster, we got to get the photo. Get I the was photo. like, we got to get a photo. I'm looking at the BFA guy. I'm trying to make eye contact. You know, he just keeps looking right past me. Honestly, he might have even been looking right through me. <laughs> he, he did. He did. He looked did. right past us quite Basically, a few times. He, did, he didn't care. Nope. He, had, he had zero cares. Um, but anyway, I think Mo is We a looked bit, good, though. We I was did. annoyed. It was really strange because they were snapping away at people that... Anyway... <laughs> We both digress. I think Mo is a little bit more at the point of her life where she just like doesn't really give up. I definitely don't give up. But she was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go get the photographer. So she goes mm -hmm. left to go get the photographer. I see her out of the corner of my eye, hands up in the air with the photographer, <laughs> hands up like as she's just won the freaking Heisman Trophy, brings him over into our area. Just as this happens, somebody bangs into me. My earring goes flying. And you know, I'm not gonna take that photo without the earrings because that completes the outfit. So I'm on my hands and my knees, got my camera, the, the phone- um, Oh, the flashlight. The phone flashlight out the on truth. all fours, looking for the back to my earring, can't find it anywhere. Finally, I secure the back to my earring. I get up, I get in position, photographer, has come and gone, my friends, okay? He was not having it. He was not having it. He was done. So the pearl of my oyster is basically that I've learned that, number one, you should just never chase down the events photographer because they don't want your photo. They're not going to wait, wait around for it. for it when you're on your hands and knees. Exactly. And then number two is definitely don't chase the event photographer down when you're wearing hoop earrings from Forever 21 because it's just not going to end well. No, it's not going to end well. We need a better secured backing in life. Oh, God. Uh, All the lessons. Sponsor me, Jennifer Fisher. No. <laughs> Please. That earring wouldn't have flown out if it was better no, quality. No, it definitely would not have. Well. On that note, everybody, I hope that we elevated your chill Sunday. <laughs> well, it's Friday, so I hope we're bringing you into the weekend with a lot of fresh energy. Let's get to the episode. Come on. Okay, bye. What do you get when you mix female sphinx energy, angelic artistry, and Latina passion? You are blessed with Ilya Jessica Castro. Jessica is a world-renowned dancer and choreographer who has graced the stage with artists like J-Lo, Dua Lipa, and Beyonce, to name a small few. She's performed with her fierce essence on the big screen in Honey with Jessica Alba, 
World's Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman, and In the Heights with Lin-Manuel Miranda. She founded League of Her Own and Lipstick Diaries, a unique commercial dance intensive training along with many other industry leaders. Jessica entered the world of entertainment with the purest passion and has dedicated her career in the arts to uplifting women in the industry and demanding dancers are respected as artists, all while raising a beautiful daughter in the jungle of New York City. Her journey has been one of consistent dedication, and when dealt the hardest hand, Jessica remains rooted in her why, and that is she is meant to create, inspire, and light up this damn world with her gifts. We are so honored to introduce Jessica on World's Your Oyster. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Wow, you make me sound so good. You are so good. I just got a little, like, teary-eyed. I don't know if, like, it's a, I'm emotional today. Yay! <laughs> I just got a little emotional. That was great. We're so honored to have you here and we're oh, so thanks, grateful to know you as a, as a woman and to know you personally. And I think it's really important to share you to this world because you are phenomenal. So I really wanted to start off with the fact that you embody the essence of women who pioneer new narratives in communities. Paul and I have both had the pleasure to watch you work over the years in intimate settings and like everyone really needs to know who you are. Because when Jessica walks into the room, <laughs> They want to know anyway. They want, exactly. Because <laughs> she demands she the focus demands and energy. She demands the focus. It is the truth, but it is so beautiful and powerful. And it is with warmth, though. It is not that cold. Because we've all had people enter the room where they are demanding that, you know, they're demanding the space, but in a negative mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. And you always demand it in a positive sense. Your mm -hmm. story has begun, you know, with formal training later in life as a performer. Yes. So take us through that first dance class at BDC when you were 18 years old, launching yourself. Because many believe that dancers always have to start at the young, young age, but that wasn't your story. No, I think um, for me, when I moved to New York, I knew that I wanted to do something creative. But <clears throat> the backstory of that is that I, I always say when you're, a dancer, you have a gift and not necessarily do you know it yet, but you do know that your body's able to move in a way that most people can't, like you're able to mimic certain things mm -hmm. naturally. And, and that was something for me that I did. Like I always put on shows for my family or, you know, mm -hmm. I was that girl that got all the kids in the neighborhood and we would put like these little like talent shows <laughs> I hear you. In my mom's backyard. <laughs> I love that. Or, you know, the talent shows in the high school and that sort of thing. But moved to New York. I didn't tell my mom I was taking, you know, these classes at the time. I was attending FIT. And I was majoring in um, textile development and marketing, which I'm not Really? I went Paul to FIT went to for marketing as well, yeah. which is hilarious. <laughs> I just use FIT. I mean, I always loved fashion, but I really use FIT as a vehicle to get me. I mean, I grew up on Long Island, so yeah. not very far, but as a vehicle to get me to the city me and like too. to live in the city. Me too. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. So, um, yeah. And that was my way of being in New York. Yeah. I was working at Banana Republic at the time and going to school and I decided to take dance classes at BDC. And I remember I was taking all these beginner classes, beginner ballet, beginner hip hop, beginner, you know, jazz. And I remember one time, and this was when BDC was on Broadway. So I remember I, I had just finished taking like a beginner ballet class. And at the time, you know, the spiral staircase. And I was looking into Cecilia Marta's 
class. And I remember she was doing an across the floor. And she was ballet, right? No, she was more no. uh, modern, like modern fusion. Okay, okay. And so I just remember the dancers doing, you know, going across the floor and they looked so happy. Mm -hmm. And I just remember it was almost like that moment in my life where I thought, I want to feel that feeling of freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, oh, I think this is what I want to do. That was the initial goal was to not necessarily have a career in it. I didn't even know you could make money doing this. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, seriously, I didn't, I didn't realize you could, because there were no examples in my family. Right. Mm. And so I wanted that feeling. And then at Banana Republic, my friend, one of my really good friends at the time was working at Banana Republic and she used to dance for Dance Theater of Harlem. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then ironically at BDC, she was leaving her class and I was taking a big, a beginner ballet and she spotted me. Mm -hmm. And then she waited for me after class and she was like, Jessica, I remember her saying, she was like, Jessica, you have really natural lines about you. You, sh you should think about uh, doing the Alvin Ailey Summer Intensive. And I looked at her, I said, Lisa, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you crazy? I was like, those girls have been dancing since they were like five. She's like, no, no, trust me, just audition. They'll put you in the level that you need to be in. And I said, okay. So I auditioned. I got in. Of course, I was in all like, you know, the lower levels. But that summer, that intensive, was the summer that solidified oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. And so when I called my mother yeah. and I told her, she thought I was crazy. Okay. <laughs> she was like, Jessica, what are you thinking? You're 19 years old. You're too old. Like, she's also Puerto Rican. Again, we don't have examples of artists yeah. that are making money. She was like, how are you going to make money? <laughs> you know, you come from a Latin family. Absolutely. You know, it's like you work hard, you save, and that's what you do. It was weird because I felt like the great pretender. Like I could look at something and I could mimic it, but I didn't really fully understand what it was that I was doing. Mm -hmm. So when I started taking like these technical classes and really learning, it was hard. And, you know, there were many nights where I cried and I thought to myself, what am I doing? How did you have that like tenacity to just like, keep going and say, I want to be a professional dancer yeah. Meanwhile, I'm 19 and... Yeah. I think, one, I'm stubborn. Two, <laughs> it was... There, I was blind. All Beauty. I knew is that this was calling me and there was no plan B. The only thing I knew was that this is what I wanted to do and there was nothing else I wanted to do, so I was going to do it. I love and what was that at that time for you? Was that just performing in dance classes or was there somebody that was living the life that you thought you wanted that you saw? I had no examples. I knew when I would see like, you know, at the time, Janet Jackson Velvet Row. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I uh, want to do that. Right. Okay. And then my friend, Kristen Dennehy, mm -hmm. who was a friend of mine in Connecticut, she became a Knicks city dancer. That's kind of your first entryway into the professional dance yes. world. Okay. Yes. But you didn't make it right away. No, I didn't make it the, f I didn't even make you it the fourth the first no. year. Oh, oh, my. oh, so you did multiple years of audition. Yes. So <gasps> the us. first year I didn't make it across the floor. I, didn't even, I couldn't even do a double turn. Like I just, I was cut, rightfully so. Right. Okay. okay. So I was in New you York trained. living trained. 
And then the next year I auditioned, made it all the way through till the end and got cut again. Oh, uh, the worst. But this. a month later, mm-hmm. I think one of the girls was leaving and then they had a private call uh-huh. and they called me back in. And then obviously, you know, I got on the team, blah, blah, blah. And that's, and this was before agents. So at that, that, that time was like, this was my community. Mm-hmm. And so I, on the team, you know, I was with girls like, um, uh, the girls prior to that were like Kira and Nadine Ellis and all, and you know, all these girls that were working in music videos and touring with artists. Mm-hmm. So that was the time I was like, if I can get into this group, then I'll get to know all these other women. And that's what happened. It became this very supportive community of women who kind of like took me under their wing because there weren't, there weren't agents. So this is word of mouth. You know, the choreographers would come into town and be like, we're looking for, you know, these type of dancers. And then it was like telephone. It was, okay. it was like telephone. I was wondering how did you, was it yep. the back? Was it newspaper? Yeah, no, it was, I mean, and still backstage too, but this was like, you know, my friend Ixia would call me, Hey girl, they're looking for dancers. And then I would call so-and-so. So it was like, and we, you'd all roll up together. Yes. So you had each other as a support system. Yes. And regardless if you got it, I got it. It was okay. Because we were all winning. We yeah. needed yeah. each other in order to eat. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was my introduction to the industry. And then, you know, after that, it was just like, you know, then agents started coming into the picture and that sort of thing. But I feel like I always tell people, you know, being on the Knicks was my training ground. So then what happens after the Knicks? So run us kind of through what that journey is like, because it's hard to transition out of that. And I think that that's why actually once a lot of dancers they'll book that job and they'll they'll keep it for a really long time because it's steady income yeah it's very exciting yes Mm -hmm. but eventually you know you do need to let your wings expand a little bit exactly so what did you do I was smart enough to follow the women that had careers that I wanted and so at the time again through word of mouth you know there were auditions happening and I knew that I didn't want to stay on the team for very long. I knew I wanted to use this as like a platform to kind of branch out. And then towards the end of my last year on the Knicks, I auditioned <laughs> for Foxy Brown. Yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Foxy Brown. What was the last time? What was that? What was her big hit? Um, oh my God, she has so many. She's good a lot. But I was, I did kind of <laughs> like her, her, the last album that kind of, it was like, I could meet you, you could meet me at the hot spot or something oh, like that. Oh, you could at the hot spot. <laughs> yeah. hot, 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 hot. Set the ball, <laughs> y'all, all night. <laughs> so I ended up going on. World. Yes, I ended up going on tour. <laughs> tour with Fox. Oh yeah, my God. and Binky. Oh, yes. Yes. Binky was working with us yes. now at the Knicks. So, you know, that was my very first tour. And then from there, you know, I auditioned. That year, honestly, was a really important year for me. That year was the year I left the Knicks. I went on tour with Foxy. From there, I auditioned. That was the year I first worked with Tina Landon, who I had auditions for uh, Ricky Martin, MTV Awards. I did that. And then from there, I worked with her again on another Ricky Martin job. And then that was the first year I worked with Hi-Hat and I did the Janet and Busta video. And then after that, I auditioned for Mariah and went on tour with her. So that year was like, you know, I feel like as a performer, there are many times where you're like, am I, is am I doing this right? Like, is it like, yep. you know, where you still kind of have that side job or that hostessing job or, yeah. you know, cause during the Knicks, I was still doing other, 
like side gigs because yeah. it's not a full-time job. No. And so that year was the first year that I said, oh, wow, I'm an, I'm a working dancer. dancer. Amazing. Right. Where I was no Was your mom longer, proud at that exactly. point? Yeah. That finally like, for her. Yeah. Well, she still didn't, it's funny, she still didn't understand it, but she knew that I was like touring. Right. She, unless you're in it, yeah. you don't understand it. No. But you don't even was, understand how we make money. You're like, you make money doing this? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was a turning point for your mother where she yes. stepped into a moment of your life and saw yes. for her own eyes. Yes. I'd love to, for yes. you to share that story. So, you know, I had just finished uh, getting off the road with Mariah and, you know, I was doing a bunch of other things. And then the movie Honey comes along and they had auditions in New York and Laurieann Gibson was a choreographer and Billy Woodruff was a director. Legends. Yeah. And, legends. you know, this audition, my mom was coming into town and I said, mommy, I was like, I have to go to this audition. Do you just want to come with me? I was like, I don't know how long it's going to be. You can just come with me. You know, it's a studio. I'm sure there are chairs. And she was like, sure. So we got there. It was probably like, I don't know, 930 in the morning. There was about 800 dancers sure. there. I mean, this is a time of like big calls. Open calls. Yes. Open calls. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't like your agent is like you're going in an agent group. No, this was like. The open calls time. Yeah. The open call where the line was around the block. Right. Mm-hmm. People were showing up sometimes the night before for the big for the yes. auditions. Yeah. So, you know, when we walked to the line, she looked at me. She's like this is the line. I'm like, yes, because it was literally around the block. So, you know, she saw me sign in and do all these things and, you know, headshot and blah, blah, blah. So we're there, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. She's in the room with me. And luckily they were really gracious enough. They're like, yeah, yeah, she can sit in a chair in the corner. She's fine. Is she okay? They were very sweet to her. So she was in the corner watching and we're talking hours. You know, she saw the process from beginning to end. Now, it's about six o'clock in the evening. Oof. Mm-hmm. But she right. was invested, I'm sure. But this is she like a was TV there. show. She, yeah. she was there. I was still dancing. She watched her daughter succeed. Literally, group after group, they're cutting people. You know how they do. They cut people, then they come ask mm-hmm. you to come back with the people that they kept. And they yep. cut people, and then they <laughs> ask you to come back. And, right. Like they, New choreo. Like Let's all keep going. Do. All yes, day long. All day long. The same choreo. I just got mm-hmm. anxious. And so finally, the final group, right, there's about... 55, 60 of us in the room. Mm -hmm. And uh, Billy Woodruff finally comes in to watch, you know, the the last of like. (laughs) The 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 final group. The final group. Everyone's still standing on one toe. One last cut is going (laughs) to happen. So, you know, we we, we, we do the choreography. And again, there's cuts made and. Anyways, you know, the whole, like, we love everybody. Thank you for coming. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll let you we'll know. Let you we'll know. call you. Right? Mm-hmm. She's like, that's it? Yeah. I right. Get, I don't exactly. get to know. So <laughs> then we're on the train. Talk about a cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then, you know, we're on our way home. And at the time I was living in Brooklyn, you know, we're walking back to my apartment. And she looked at me. She said in Spanish, she goes, I can't believe that's what you do. And she said, I have so much respect for what it is that you do. She was like, I cannot believe you danced for eight hours straight. <laughs> and you didn't and get you paid. And you didn't get paid. And yes. you don't even know if you got the job. After that, she just kind of like stopped questioning. So so you booked the job, right? You yes. Booked, I booked the this job. Is your first, this is your first movie. This is my, well, this was like technically my second, but this was the first time 
I was a part of a film for its entirety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was part of, you know, the ensemble. And I was also Jessica Alba's dance double. Oh, yes, she was. And that movie was a huge. <laughs> it was a huge success. It was a huge success. It was it, a great no. movie. When did you transition into teaching and choreographing? Uh, Dana Folia, a oh, good friend an of mine. Yeah, choreographer yes. who I follow to this day. A friend of mine who we've known each other for years. And, you know, I was talking to my friend Octavia one time. And I was like, you know, it just randomly, you know, girl talk. I'm like, I think I'm ready. She's like, girl, ready. You've been ready. I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, thank God. Yeah. And I was like, but what would I teach? What would I teach? And then she was like, well, why don't you ask Dana if you can sub one of her classes when she's she doing not, heels, right? She's doing heels. Mm. And that's when I realized I said, I'm dancing in heels for like 20 something years. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's perfect. That's perfect. That might work. So I hit up Dana. I was like, hey, Dana, listen, not sure if you're interested, but if you ever need a sub, you know, just let me know. And she literally, she said, girl, what? She was like, of course. What are you? She was like, are you kidding me, Jess? And I was like, yeah. So then I started subbing for her whenever she wasn't available. At the time she was teaching at BDC when she was still um, in New York. And I would sub. And that was the first time I realized, okay, yeah, I do have something to share. Mm. Amazing. You know, and then from there, I created Lipstick Diaries. Yes. Because Lipstick Diaries for me was I wanted to create this, like, safe space for women um, in an industry that sometimes can be really like tough and really judgmental and really, you know, and also I wanted to create a place where women could feel mentored. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to do this. I have to have specific people. And at the time I had, you know, Tina Landon, who's my friend and mentor. I was like, I'm gonna call Tina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had this whole speech prepared. <laughs> Your pitch? Before I called Tina, Aww. I was like, all right. You know, write it down. Blah, blah, blah. I text her. I was like, hey, Tina, it's just, do you think you could get on like a five-minute call? I just want to talk to you about something. She was like, yeah. So I, I get on the call with her, and I'm like, hi, Tina. I was like, listen, there's this, you know, uh, there's this program I want to create, and it's for women, you know, and I want to support them, and I think it's really important. You know, this whole, like, you know, you've mentored me. And she was like, Jessica, stop. She goes, girl, I'm in. Yeah, when do you want me to come? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, if I got Tina Landon, everybody else better say yes. So then the first intensive was like, but that her. has to do with you. Yeah. And that has fully to do with you, your relationship, and the way that she, I think, looked at you as a dancer and an artist and all of those things. Because if you, if you were just a great dancer, maybe the answer wouldn't have been yes, but it's because inherently you're a good person and she enjoys working with you that you're it was leader. an easy yes. Mm-hmm. It was, she believed in me. Yeah. And so after that, you know, it be, it was, it became really successful. I've been able to bring like Tina Landon and Fatima Robinson, who never teaches and Lorianne Gibson and Jamaica Craft and, you know, Aisha Fran. Like, I didn't just want to bring choreographers who were trending. I wanted to bring choreographers who had 20 plus years that could, again, mentor your, your mentor students. and and answer any question. Right. Be able to give that real life real, experience. Yes. These are people that have choreographed for 
world tours and movies yes. and Broadway shows. So they have the real life experience. They're not just coming from a place of like, no. you know, I can thrash my body around and look sexy yes. on camera. These, you know, or I they did can, this one video that's hot right now. Yeah. Right. They can tell you like, okay, you might not want to look that way because the cam, you know, you need to be thinking about, you know, where you should be looking in the camera at this moment. Yes. Or, you know, those are the, those are the things that we as, artists I think need to know even mm. right now I'm, I have four cameras I have no idea I where I'm supposed to be looking you know like I need yeah I'm literally like I need <laughs> guidance <laughs> I need guidance so you know but but these are the things that unfortunately as a performer you learn on set mm -hmm. but now imagine being able to provide these younger people I don't know if they're, they're not I don't know the age of them but that you you're able to provide yeah. them with this type of color at this stage of their career so that when they do get on set, they're yeah. not the novice. They're if, if it is their first yes. music video or film or Broadway show that they're kind of coming in with the leg up, which- mm -hmm. Well, for us, it's different. We uh, we all had to learn like in real time. Correct. These intensives didn't exist. These right. mock auditions didn't exist. And we all have our journey, but there are certain things that I can give you that will absolutely make your journey a little easier. easier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? This also is in alignment with the fact that you are always supporting the artist and you provided an educational platform, just like there's degrees and everything yeah. out there. You were like, there's no degree in commercial dance no. for women and how to provide them this information. And you made a, an educational course. What have you brought as your life and, and your life experiences as, as an artist? Like what are these little, maybe like two, three top tools, like the essence that you bring to motherhood along with yeah. your artistry because you are, I know that yeah. motherhood is so challenging, period. And you have lived a life where you have faced your fears on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think, you know, what is that what like is for that? you? Yeah. You know, to be really honest with you, so to take you back, you know, um, I had Josephine and I went through postpartum with her. Okay. After. And so... It was really hard because, you know, right before I had her, I was working up until like I was seven months. Mm. You know, I had just finished touring with the Black Eyed Peas again with Fatima Robbins. Amazing. <laughs> and um, I had to stop. Like, I was like, Fatima, I just, I, I can't fit these costumes anymore. She was like, are you sure? I was like, because, you know, Fatima's like pro mom. Like, Fatima's she like, is. come on. Yeah. Come yeah. on. We're like, she's going. also a mom. So she's like. She can keeps do her, this. yeah. She keeps I her mommy. So you were performing working. seven months pregnant, yeah, like, on the stage of. I was, like, I was five months pregnant, still doing Fort Sabruta. Oh my no. gosh! Throwing your body. Oh, yes. that show was amazing, by the way. Still doing Fort Sabruta, and finally I had to be like, ah, I gotta stop this. Yeah. yeah. Finally, I, I had to be like, you know what, Jessica, you gotta sit down. Like, sit down. Mm -hmm. So then, when that happened, it was, it was a really dark time for me because I went from like a uh, flying you know excitement all doing all these things to all of a sudden I was sitting mm -hmm. pregnant at home thinking about what's to come baby crying pooping yes. all but not really understanding <laughs> like your new identity and no education on how to navigate these waters no. and so you know and you know I prepared as much as I could and then I had her and I just went through Postpartum, which I didn't know. Was that even a thing? Because that was not a discussion until- No, well, recently. the thing is, I didn't even know I was going through it until right. I got out of it. You were like, it's why so am I crazy. sad? Yeah. Right. Like, why? I felt like the, for her first two years, I felt I was almost like, it, it was like a dream. After I had her, you know, um, my I think my first job was like three months after that. 
um, with Fatima again. <laughs> right. Fatima no, said, God you bring her, you bring her. No, and like, you, you, no, like literally Fatima yeah. Robinson, you don't understand. I just, I, the email I got <laughs> six weeks after I had Josephine, hey girl, uh-huh. I know you just had the baby, but do you think you can come to Brazil? <laughs> Do you, ha- you have to, do you have this email? I hope you no, saved it. No, it's somewhere in there. You I swear to God. I was, she was like, I know you just had the baby. Can you come to Brazil and do this job real quick? <laughs> and real I was quick. like, I was like, Fatima, I can't. She's six months. I'm still like, I, she's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you back. So then like when she was about three and a half months, she, she texted me. She's like, hey girl. <laughs> she was like, listen, I'm coming to New York. Are you available for this? I was like. I don't know, Fatima, she's crying. She was like, girl, who's taking care of your kid? I was like, well, my mom, literally, she said, bring your mom to rehearsal and bring that baby with you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, but not everybody gets that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Definitely so not. So I, yeah. at Ripley, mm-hmm. my mom, the playpen, JoJo, yep. you know, at the time I was nursing her, we would rehearse. I'd be like, I got to go, I got to go nurse her. Go nurse JoJo, mm-hmm. hand her over to my mom go back to rehearsal, you know, or there'd be times where I could hear her crying outside. And I'm like, oh my God. Fatima would look at me and be like, you gotta let your mom handle it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this was the first time I was like. Someone she, mothered you while yes, you were mother. Yeah. She was like, your mom knows what she's doing. Trust me, you gotta let her create, cultivate a relationship with, with, with Jojo. And I was like, you know, but I'm a new mom and it's like, I could hear her crying and I was like, oh my God. Normal. And, and you think about everybody else that's rehearsing and she's like, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> and so then one time she was crying and I was like, Fatima, let me just grab her. And she was like, go ahead, Jessica. So right. I grabbed Jojo, put her in the baby pouch. No. And you were dead. Rehearsed. No. I was like, I promise you'll fall asleep. Jojo fell asleep as I'm like rehearsing. Mm-hmm. What were the, what did the other girls in the, in the show? No, like, honestly, they were like, oh my, I think Superwoman or? I think for them, you know, when we talk about, it was very empowering for them to see me as a new mom with baby. You know, it's, it's important to have examples like this because when you're mm-hmm. a mom, all of a sudden you get the mom stamp on you and, oh, she just wants to be at home with her mom. No, I'm a single parent. I have to work. Yeah. So, you know, she fell asleep, took her out the baby pouch, gave, gave her to my mom, <laughs> and then continued rehearsing, and Fatima would just laugh at me. That's funny. But what and resiliency? So, did that start yeah. to bring you back into your identity? A little and back bit, to yeah, okay. a little bit. I think I was still going through postpartum, nursing her. You know, I honestly, I don't even know how I made it those first two years. You I just did it. You center of gravity, you just body, yeah. new everything, new mental space. I still space. felt very weak physically. Yeah. And it wasn't until she was like two that I started to feel like my body come back. But being a mom taught me the greatest lesson that I needed to learn, which was to let go of the things that I can't control because I'm a control freak. Mm-hmm. Every day, was I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that became my model. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I got to figure it out. Agency would email me. Are you available for this job? I'd say yes. And they'd be like, how the fuck am I going to do I got to figure it out. Like right. who's going to take care of her? I got to figure it. So. Because not everyone's going to be as, as kind as Fatima was. Yes. Not everyone's going to let you put the no. baby in the pouch and kangaroo it up for a little while. No. And then so having, having her was something that I needed which was to let go of things that I can't control. And I was able to put things in compartments and say, all right, I can control this today. 
I can't control that. I'm going to put this in this compartment and come back to it when I can. Being a mom has really taught me to be grounded, to be more in the moment and to let go of things that I can't control. And and for her, now that she's older, like even bringing her around the women, mm-hmm. for her to visually see all these powerful women in different positions, different walks to of dream, life. to be able to dream and say, yeah, I can do that. She's yeah. completely different from the way that you started your career yes. and the way that you were bought up. So for yes. her to be able to see these successful powerful female artists think about the woman that you're yes creating right yes. there and the performer I mean if she wants to of yeah. course I mean I'm sure she's dancing and- yeah like for whatever it is that, and she's creative but it's almost like being in a room with all these dancers whether male female you know and they're all so sweet to her mm-hmm. so it's a very loving environment for her and it's also an environment where I just want her to know that you know, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, like you can. You, my lady, are so profound and powerful. And thank you so much for sharing this story and this journey with us. It is very inspiring. But we always wrap up our show with a few quick fire questions. Wait, but I want (laughs) to know, before we do the quick fire, I want to know, like, what's next? Where can we, like, where where can we, where can we find you? Where can we learn from you? We we have a, inherently have like a big Mm -hmm. dance community that does follow us. So I think that it would be great for you to share where you're teaching, where you where they can get mentorship from you, yeah. and maybe where they can catch you in a, a movie or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, what do you got? <laughs> I think right now the best way to keep up. Yes. Keeping up with Jess. Keep up, keep with, up Jess. with me is like on my Instagram page. Um, that's where I post like all my classes and or intensives coming up. And as far as work right now, it's like obviously I'm wrapped up with the girls, with the with the mixed city, city dancers. And then um we'll see. I'm working on a couple of things that I don't want to say right now. Okay. But Aren't you teaching? Yeah, I think you have some classes you're teaching. Um, yeah, I'm okay, teaching good. this Tuesday. You know, I t- I'm right now because of the schedule. Like I teach when I can, but Got it. there are a couple of things happening. Okay, they're in the works. Yeah, so amazing. everyone just has to follow along. Follow along <laughs> because she is gonna pump out some amazing stuff. We'll put her handle in the show notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so oh, now man. as we wrap up our show, before okay. we go, we want to have some <laughs> quick fire questions. What are three things that you think about most every day? My child. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I going to eat? <laughs> the um, eat one is every, literally everybody. Everybody. Every single that. person. Okay, wait. My child, what am I going to eat? And when can I take a nap? Okay. Me too. That's a good one. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> if you had a warning label, what would it be? Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing you'll never do again? I will not not listen to my instincts. I think there have been many times where I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And my gut has been like, just don't do it. Or do it. Or do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Either way, it's like, and sometimes it's faint and sometimes it's very strong. And I think I'm learning to, as soon as I feel it, I just, I go left or right. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, do you like oysters? Oh, my God. I love oysters. Okay, good. So how (laughs) do you take your oysters? Thanks for listening to World's Your Oyster. 
If you love what you're listening to, be sure to like, rate, and review this episode wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at World's Your Oyster. And share this episode with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Bye-bye.